Hello and welcome to the Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat is the improv and storytelling podcast where we bring on comedian guests to tell true, meaty stories from their lives. And then we use those stories as inspiration for long-form, improvised, comedic scenes. That's right. Uh, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Meat Improv, where we do an extra bonus episode every week where we talk about uh, improv inside baseball, sometimes talk about moves we make on this very podcast. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, patreon.com slash The Meat Improv. And we also got t-shirts, uh, tpublic slash The Meat Improv. Uh, $2 in our pockets every time you buy one of those. We're getting rich like fat cats. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, keep throwing coins at Jake and I. Um, that's it. Let's get to the show. Uh, today we have two very special guests, um, improvisers in Los Angeles. You might have seen them on teams like Silver Shoppy, Silver Sharpies, which I've seen a million times, and Cosmo. Uh, give it up for James Seldivar. Hi, James. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Hi, James. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being on. <laughs> uh, and Joseph Setti. Did I say that right, Joseph? I asked James how to say it. Hey. hey. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Seti, that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so awesome. much. <laughs> thanks for being here, gentlemen. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Um, uh, we got Joe uh, is is out in a park right now, uh, which you could probably hear right then. <laughs> but, you know, that's <laughs> this is the uh, this is the situation that we're all uh, in. Uh, uh, yeah, motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I had no clue they were doing some sort of meet going on right now. There's like a, a car meet going on, but this is where I get good reception. So <laughs> sorry, um, Joe. Yeah, you're at a you're at a car show. Right? Yeah, yeah. They have the best internet, um, so we're you know I got to do what I got to do, but you know I'll tell them the oh, so You got to see those classic cars. Yeah, um, classic cars. I'm big Jay Leno fan, and I love everything that he likes. Yeah, I get, yeah. People don't. <laughs> That's what being a fan of Jay Leno is. You just take on his interests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love the, denim. The, our listeners can't tell, but Joe is wearing uh, denim jeans and a denim button-up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's asking dumb passers-by simple <laughs> questions. Uh, yeah. Well, shall we get fun. to uh, headlines, uh, Joe? You want to take us through headlines? <laughs> The debate. Uh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I once was in a fake jaywalking segment. Did you know that, Jake? I did not. How was it? It was, was like it? how was it fake? Um, it was like stage. So it was like it was for the show that Jay Leno did after he did the Tonight Show. So that little half hour thing that like came on after Conan, I think, or that oh, was yeah. supposed to be before. It was very strange. Uh and I was um I I was just like a man like I forget exactly what it was. Oh, it was like he was doing the sketch was he was doing jaywalking and then one guy kept following him around or something like that. Like as he was jaywalking. And I was just one of the rubes. So I was just one of the people that was like <laughs> acting like a real jaywalking guy. Like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh and um jay leno was a nice guy i don't know uh shortly <laughs> after that i like <laughs> i actually went to that protest at nbc universal where they were like where they wanted 
Conan to keep the the Tonight Show slot or whatever when he like resigned. Do you remember that? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that there was a protest. <laughs> and obviously I didn't know you went to it. <laughs> there was a lot of guys that looked like me there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was filming stuff for Funny or Die, so it was a little... Uh, it was a little more excusable, but uh, it was kind of funny. <laughs> That's where I got my feet wet protesting. There had been Iraq wars and stuff like that in my adulthood, but I was like, Conan should hang on to the spot. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Um, Similar, uh, simpler times, I think, uh, protesting TV show lineup. Yeah. Uh, I was very passionate that Conan deserved The Tonight Show. <laughs> And then I worked for Conan for a while, and then I lost my passion. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) I had something. I forget what it was. Oh, just you recording outside, Joe, reminded me of, like, there's one time I was at (laughs) – I'm just sharing stories from 10 years ago. One time I was at Disneyland, and I was on Mushrooms, and uh, I, I got a phone call in the middle of it from someone I'd shot a video with. And they wanted me to record voiceover for the video right then into my phone. Ugh. Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. So I had to like find a quiet corner of like a cafe in Disneyland and like like record VO into my like voice memo app. And then like that's ho- Yeah, that's hard to do even if you weren't on mushrooms. Like yeah, that's <laughs> insane. It, yeah i feel like looking at your phone on mushrooms is like looking at like future technology or it looks like minority report or something like that uh, how'd the recording turn out um obviously dubbed uh, <laughs> uh it made it into the video i forget i forget even what the video was it was something i was paid for so it wasn't hey. like a friend just it wasn't just a fuck around thing. Totally. It was like something I did get paid for. It was a commercial, which made it all the more stressful. Anyway, there's two stories for me. What do you guys got? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing zoom outside. My reception's really bad. I kind of live in the the mountains in Monrovia, California. And the, the worst thing that's happened to me is a spider, uh, it got on my arm while I was recording something and it was the biggest spider. I hate spiders and it was the biggest spider I've ever seen. And it was just crawling up my arm and I felt it and I saw it in the zoom and like, it was, it was a nightmare to see you that. It, you saw it like in your video in the zoom? Yeah. I was watching the video and you know how when you do zoom, you just stare at yourself the whole time or that's what I do. So yeah. I was like just watching sure. my, myself and I felt something on my arm and I looked down on the video and I just saw this like brown spider and uh yeah that was the worst that was bad um but other than that it's usually kind of nice recording outside like I don't know and it's fun to see people walking by if you're like doing a scene and they're like what is that guy doing and you're just like yelling into the (laughs) into the computer and I don't know it it still adds like a bit of like performance to it even though they have even though they're not privy to like what you're doing or why you're doing it but I still feel like I'm like performing a little bit a little bit more live than the rest of us (laughs) yeah you have an audience holy shit 
uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday who said they were on a Zoom call, like an important Zoom call, and they, <laughs> this story isn't about me, uh, but they stubbed their toe uh, and started screaming and fell out of screen. Uh, <laughs> and their girlfriend just closed the laptop. <laughs> so the, they had to like call back later and be like, I didn't like fall down. Uh, pit or anything, I'm okay. Uh, or get attacked. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it wasn't in a Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage moment. Uh, quite possibly my favorite uh, video of all time. Um, but uh, I think we're all experiencing a little of that. I don't know what you're talking about. Kelsey Grammer fell off a stage. Oh, there's this YouTube video uh, where he's like presenting an award or something. And he's I think he's maybe the host and he's like in a tuxedo, like a black tie thing. <laughs> and he just falls off the stage, like into the orchestra pit. So he's just like <laughs> toss salad and scramble. <laughs> <"Good Lord!" laughs> um, I think that happened at Disney World. Uh, that makes sense. I, the thing I like about Kelsey Grammer is that he is just kind of like a buffoon actor who we've all he's played a uh, intellectual a grumpy old uh, uh, idiot uh, <laughs> it is, somebody was telling me this has nothing to do with anything but in his autobiography he like <laughs> there's like a passage where he's like and people said i was jealous of the dog i wasn't jealous of the dog they just the dog would get lots of fan mail and the dog didn't have to do anything i can't i'm going to my trailer this <laughs> this <laughs> hooch is pissing me off. I don't want to do. Okay, Kelsey. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I got the handler. I, I took him off the set. You know, I took him off the set. He's not. He's not on the set right now. Well, what am I supposed to do? He's upstaging me at every turn. I'm. He's supposed to be a, a fun buddy cop comedy. Turner and Hooch too, uh, where I play. Uh, uh, an old grumpy cop that needs to be uplifted by their new canine companion. And then every scene he comes in and he just like walks in front of me and walks in front of my eye line. He kissed my love interest off unscripted unscripted. He's adorable. He's adorable. He's adorable. This is like part of it. Like, listen, you got to have the dog in the scene, Kelsey. Like this, if it wasn't, if we kept trying to get the dog out of the movie like you want, it's not going to be a buddy cop movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing right now. Well, agree to disagree because uh, I think that the dog, if every cop I've seen with the dog, the dog is obedient. The dog is at the side. The dog is, you know, one time I had drugs in the airport and I was told not to pet the dog uh, that came up and sniffed at my bags because it was working like the dogs. I just feel like it's unprofessional more than anything. And uh, you had drugs, you had drugs on you and a dog, a, a drug sniffing dog came up to you. And the person you were with told you not to touch the dog. You were going to touch that dog. 
I was trying to run at the wave a little bit. I I had drugs at the airport. A cop came by with a drug sniffing dog. I came on to the dog in a way, <laughs> not in a sexual way, but I, I, I engaged the dog first so that it wouldn't be suspicious when the dog sniffed me out. I, I came up to the dog I, and I shoved pepperonis in its mouth and they said, oh my stay God. away from the dog. The dog is working. Okay. All right. I, I, we're losing I daylight know. here. Uh, we're losing daylight. Uh, and then we're going to have to pay uh, Hooch extra. So uh, we need to wrap up uh, this. Uh, Hooch is getting paid dock. extra? <laughs> <laughs> if oh he God. goes over, yeah, Hooch is getting paid extra. So, uh, 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 Sorry, I don't want to uh, like be too forward, but as a dog's uh, trainer, the uh, – Millie, Millie, she has to be at the retirement home before dinner because she's going to go say hi to the retirees. Oh, so she can't go over. To I say hi to retirees. I do. I do work like that. I once went I once went to a, a nursing home and I blew everyone's mind. They were like, oh, my God, it's not. It's it's the guy from Cheers. I go to <laughs> I go I go to I go to nursing home. Kelsey, did you forget your character's name uh, from the show Frasier? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Let's. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Niles, and then you said the guy from Cheers, uh, which is maybe second or third how I would describe. That's what uh, those old piles of shit said, not me. Whoa, whoa. Well, I'm hey. getting cranky. We're losing daylight. Hey. This dog is getting fed pepperoni treats between every take. I'm sitting here begging for a fucking Clementine. I can't get anything going my way. Can we get this thing on the road? You're treating this yes. dog like it's the second yes. coming of fucking yep. doggy Christ. All right. Somebody get uh, Kelsey a Clementine. Uh, <laughs> and, pepperoni. Uh, we'll, we'll- <laughs> okay, somebody get uh, Kelsey some pepperoni. Uh, we'll shoot this. Oh, Millie, Millie, Millie. Oh, there you go. Good job. You got, you got, you got Kelsey some Clementine. The whole bag of them, Millie. I don't want the Clementine. Walk it over. This to dog him. is stupid. I want pepper. <laughs> this dog. Don't worry about it. <sighs> we we have spare pepperoni. If that was what you were gonna say. You do. Yeah, I got a whole bag of pepperoni. Okay, what do you want me to do for it? How about the scene? How about the scene? Well, uh, this is the scene where your love interest falls into the uh, water and uh, Hooch jumps in, swims, and saves uh, your love interest, uh, bringing her back on uh, while you are uh, steering the ship, keeping the boat uh, from crashing into the other boat. Got it. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. Sound. Uh, this is Turner and Hooch 2, Pooch on the Loose. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> action. Hurry, hurry, they're going to catch up to us. Oh, no. Why are you standing on the railing? Uh, uh, I'll steer the boat. This is a crowded r- stream. Good, good, good. All right, great. I'm slipping. I fell in the water. Okay, great. We we see uh, Pooch jump into the water, uh, rescues uh, the love interest. Great. All right. Okay, I'll go. I'll get her. No, she. (laughs) What? Get out of here, you stupid mutt. (sighs) Come here, baby. 
<laughs> and now we kiss. <laughs> oh, cut. <laughs> cut. Oh, Hooch gets to kiss kiss her anytime he wants. And he's praised for it. He's praised for being a darling improviser. I pull Dame Judy Dench out of this river one time and plant a wet one on her. And suddenly Kelsey Grammer is a big old is getting me too. Is that what's happening? Whatever. No, you're not getting me too. Okay. That didn't happen. You went way off script. Uh, I went off script. Hooch is licking his balls the whole first part of that scene. <laughs> that, that's in the script. But wait. That's in the script. All right, let's get to the meat part of the podcast. This is where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Uh, James, you are up first. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, so I've been home a lot and been watching a lot of like videos of like hardcore bands playing like on YouTube. So I was, and I used to go to a bunch of shows when I was younger. And I just, uh, I was thinking about the one, there's only one time I got kicked out of a show. Mm-hmm. And I was at the wrong person I got kicked out. So <laughs> this was at a Boys Night Out show in like 2006. At Chain Reaction. Was Boys Out and Night Out the name of the band? Yeah, they're like a pop punk band. So when and you say hardcore, do you mean like, like, is like this like punk. screamo or is it just like, is it like metal or is it like, give me a few uh, band names to give me like a something to. More punk. Uh, let's see. Like, uh, Ceremony. Uh, was really into, also like Hatebreed was bigger. Have hard. Hate breed. Yeah. So, like, so is it the kind stuff? that's like? <laughs> yeah, and very fast. What's the one I know that? Uh, no. Well, a, do you, where do you like? Uh, I I got into hate breed a little bit as a uh, like through it went like Pantera. Uh, yeah, Sepultura, Hatebreed is like hate how breed, I got there. Yeah, Hatebreed was big enough to be on like Headbangers Ball, and like they're closer to metal. And yeah, yeah. Blood for Blood, I think is one. Yeah, is yeah, it? that was the same era. Is into Blood okay. for Blood. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm. Uh, I don't know it. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> <laughs> if it uh, is it. Uh, uh, for Josh, explain how far away from Cannibal Corpse it is. That's Josh's uh, <laughs> meter. Oh, from Ace Ventura? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's not that far from Cannibal Corpse, I guess. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not too crazy. But the okay. show I got kicked out of was a pop punk show. That was a Boys Night Out show. And so this is that chain reaction in Anaheim. And when they have hardcore shows, they allow stage diving. But when it's pop punk and stuff, they don't because those shows are more crowded and people get more hurt. <laughs> they aren't and as crowded so or a, they're, they are crowded? They're much more crowded. I feel like much that's when you should stage dive. <laughs> yeah, but it's also the kids at hardcore shows, I guess, are more used to stage diving than the kids at pop punk shows at that time. Okay. It was a dumb policy that they only enforced for certain shows, basically. (laughs) 
But so it was a no stage diving policy at this uh, Boys Night Out show. And I was just standing in the back. But like it was a Boys Night Out was very big at that time, especially in like for a chain reaction show, it got real packed. And this guy did stage dive and he was coming through the crowd. He fell on me. He fell on my head. I blacked out. And the guards picked me up and dragged me out. And the guy that was stage diving just went back in the crowd. <laughs> you got so he you he basically landed on you? Yeah, he landed on me. And my friend said we were wearing the same outfit. <laughs> So then what did you do for the rest of the show? Uh, I waited outside. <laughs> for the whole show? It was like the last 20 minutes. Okay. Are you do you, are you somebody who regularly like gets in the pit or uh at that time I was doing a lot of stage diving and stuff. I didn't mosh a lot cuz <laughs> I did get real. My friends knew me as a guy that always get hurt if I went in like near to moshing. I remember one time I got kicked in the stomach and had to sit down for the rest of a band set. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel like th- that makes me think of like times it shows where crazy shit like has happened and then we're all kind of surprised it's happened but we shouldn't be surprised because it was like uh kind of inciting violence or whatever like uh the bands would often like do that um i saw like uh like uh limp biscuit at the <laughs> what was it uh woodstock 99 <laughs> <laughs> i don't what did Limp Biscuit do at Woodstock '99? That was the one where there was a big riot at the end, and they were singing "Break Stuff." Oh, okay. I forgot or about burning their song. stuff. Yeah, I forgot about their song "Break Stuff." I, I'm only, <clears throat> after Nookie. I checked out. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it was the very next song. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, had it on repeat uh, on my discman, the little with the little one. Uh, uh, um, I saw a mustard plug, I think is the name. Does that sound <laughs> like a band, band name? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think so. I thought they were slightly more hardcore, but that guy would like scream at the audience and be like, fuck you. Uh, and like whip, uh, he'd like chug his water bottle and whip water at the audience or whatever. And this was at a, theater in Fort Collins where I went to college and they were selling those Mickey's grenades, uh, which are like Mickey's malt liquor, but they're about the size of your fist uh, and they're shaped like a grenade. Hmm. And how could that go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, like I was at the bar and uh, some other guy at the bar was like, it's like they're asking us to throw these. Uh, And then like, 30 minutes into the set, the lead singer was like, fuck you, like to the audience or whatever. And somebody just whipped a fucking glass Mickey's grenade at him and hit him right in the face. Uh, And he dropped the mic and like grabbed his face. Like the song stopped, everything stopped. Uh, And 
happen. Uh, you know, like they like pointed to security and somebody they figured out and they like took the guy out and he shook it off and then just went back to fucking uh, rocking. Um, but I was like, this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think Dropkick Murphys would have the audience line up on either side of the uh, and have them charge each other. Uh, <laughs> that was another one I'd been to. I've never been to a hardcore show like that. It sounds really scary. Um, the craziest show I've ever been to was a Blink-182 show. And the drummer was in like a rig and he turned upside down while he was drumming. And I was like, this is the craziest thing that's ever going to happen. <laughs> but hearing you guys talk, it makes me feel like a little... A uh, little Freddy cat, because uh, that sounds like it sounds like I'd be in defense mode like the whole time. Um, but yeah, that sounds so intense. <laughs> to be fair, most hardcore shows were not scary because there were a lot of very skinny teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I. I really what's the name of like the new it's kind of a newer hardcore band and they have an album about I think with the word David in it like it's like a story it's kind of a narrative oh fucked up yes that's what I'm thinking of I saw them yeah David comes to life uh, oh yeah they're good uh, they were pretty good I saw them at the Echo like uh, not too long ago and I feel like I can I can personally like handle the hardcore thing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't think I was alone because like they were the headliners that night. And I know that they're a very popular band and like they did a encore, like they left after their set and I went next door and got pizza. I was like, my fucking ears hurt. Just like I was standing in the back, you know, like you do at some, some of these concerts where you're more just like, I felt like more of a spectator mm-hmm. than a participant. Uh, and this dude was like, the, the echo is such a small venue that he was almost getting to me. Like he was like romping around the crowd. <laughs> he's, he's sort of famous for it. Right. The guy from fucked up. Like he, he's kind of famous yeah, for like, yeah. you know, yeah. He energy, he a lot of, like wrestling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was inspired by a lot of like wrestling heels. Yeah. That makes sense. So he, uh, he used to like cut his forehead like they would in like old wrestling shows. Yeah. I don't think he did that that time, but definitely that energy. And like, yeah, <laughs> I, at the, at the end of their set, I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> so we're all my friends. <laughs> and, and I went and got pizza next door. And then like, I, I was like, there's no way they're doing an encore. Like people left. <laughs> I came back on and did another, like I heard it from the pizza place. I was like, good on them. Um, <laughs> Did you, like, you say, how, how long, do you still go to these hardcore shows? Or, like, I don't know, like. Um, I used to, like, when I was in high school, me and my friends would go, like, at least once a week. Now, I I mean, when they were still having shows, I'd go maybe, like, a couple times a year. Okay. So, do you think, like, what, what drew you to that? It was very fast. <laughs> The music, you mean? Yeah, it was fast and like aggressive. Um, my dad was into punk, so I I kind of started just listening as a little kid. Um, 
Yeah, it was just fun for shows. Like, the shows were real small. So, like, it was, it felt way different than going to like a concert where you're like so far away from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like half the, like, the allure of punk music and mosh pits and all that stuff is like, it is sort of like, if you enter the pit, it's like, well, I can punch and be punched here and I can't really <laughs> like, it's sort of like you have permission to just go like, <laughs> like, if, which is like, not something I'm really looking for anymore. Like in my thirties where like falling down is like a big deal for me now. <laughs> uh, but it is like, uh, we had talked about this recently on the show. There's certain things it feels like that are like, I don't know. It's like th- th- this would attract like 14 year olds and also scary adults. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, I- <laughs> what was the other thing that we were saying did that? Um, I think it was on an episode that maybe isn't getting released now, but, uh, or like we lost, but like just the parties, you know, like certain parties. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. or like the parties that encourage, like that we're like 15 year olds are welcome are also the one where like, uh, the scariest people on the planet will also show up. Like, that's right. Sort of like the open doors policy or whatever. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, I'm not saying all punks are like that. Cause I definitely know people that just enjoy the scene and the music and, you know, punk for what it is. But I remember like going to a Godsmack concert <laughs> and uh, when I was like in seventh grade and like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, that's not punk, but I just remember being like, I am welcome here as well as dudes who are trying to grope females who are <laughs> like, yeah. uh, uh, stage diving or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, uh, <laughs> it's funny, James, that story like triggered just like so many, I think for me when I was a teenager, it was like, yeah, a, they were like at venues and small enough that you could access them with like very little cash. It was like, e- even though I was still like, I'd much rather like, uh, see Wyclef Jean or something in concert. It was like, I couldn't afford, uh, no. whatever that was, but it's like, you could go see, um, uh, any of those, like now I keep, now I'm blanking on all of them. Uh, but any of those small bands for like 15 bucks or whatever. And it's like, you're unsupervised. You can kind of like, mm-hmm. um, uh, this is not one of those shows, but we went and saw ACDC at the Pepsi Center. Um, and at this point, my friend Pat, uh, Pat Funk, who <laughs> was routinely responsible for getting us into trouble, had gotten a fake ID at this point. So we like had at, he would like just go to a concession and buy a beer and like hit different concessions and get us all beers or whatever. And he he made friends with the guys behind us drinking beer who were definitely of age and adults. Uh, and my other friend, Clint, who's kind of a dirt bag, not kind of a dirt bag, uh, got so drunk. He took his, this is the Pepsi center, like where the nuggets play. And we're just standing watching ACDC. He took a piss 
it from his seat <laughs> and peed on the guys in front of him. Uh, <laughs> and then they were like, we're going to fucking kill you. Uh, so we had to, I think we left early. They followed us, but the, the other adults that my friend Pat made friends with came to our defense and ended up fighting these other guys while a bunch of 16 year olds ran to our cars and got in our guru <laughs> and Pat, this is all bad. Pat was drunk, uh, but we he drove and we were driving out of the parking lot and it was like kind of back to back. And he like went up on the curb or whatever to get us out of the parking lot and clipped one of the parking attendants with his rear view mirror. <laughs> uh, and we drove away from an ACDC what I assume was a fight that we uh, somehow I I instigated between crazy adult dudes who were just like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll fight uh, for the, I'll fight for these 16 year olds. I need an excuse. Um, on top of that seat. being a really crazy concert. Hmm? Peeing in your seat is nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm surprised both, both groups of adults didn't beat your asses for that. <laughs> They should have. Uh, <laughs> they should have. Um, yeah. Took a stick out and pissed. They did <laughs> the Pepsi Center. <laughs> Hi. Um, thank you for um, meeting me. Um, this I'll make this quick. Um, you've been a good employee here okay. at Target. Um, Thank you. We have, um, yeah, you know, we haven't had much many problems up to this point, um, but Great. we are going to let you go. Um, what? Well, we have um, some some security camera footage of. Um, Someone in a red shirt with khakis, um, smoking reefer, uh, in the toy section, right by the puzzles, and uh, you fit the description of it. And as much as it pains me to say it, you know you've been working here for six years. Um, heck, you're the current employee of the month, yeah. Which makes it even harder to yeah. find that you would do something like this. Um. We've got to let you go. I'm sorry. What are you basing this on? The red shirt, the khakis, the medium build. Um, that could be any number of employees or just somebody who dressed like that. It could be, but we can't prove who it is because we don't have the face. You fit the description. So you are our sacrifice. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Come on in. I'm just firing oh, somebody. Hey. <laughs> Come on in. I'm getting fired. Oh, hey, boss. I just uh, I just wanted to tell you, sorry I was late. I uh, I was uh, walking. I, I fell into a medium-sized hole. Um, oh, no. But there were some good, you know, some people came by. They grabbed me. They got me out. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go take a break. Um, I'm a little worried and 
you know, I'm, then I'll clock in in a little bit, but I just what? wanted to say, sorry. Clock in sorry now. Take You don't have to clock out for taking your break. Clock in now. I am so sorry. You fell in a medium sized hole. These potholes in this city. It's like, what is this mayor doing? You know what? That's what I'm saying. You're brave. I want you to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Hey, take care of yourself. Have a snack. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, take, take, have a break. What the fuck are you saying? I'm telling him to take it easy, have a break, have a snack, stay punched in. And if you could work on the tardiness, that would be excellent. But as a guy who falls off stages and into holes three to four times a week, um, I understand. You shouldn't even be on stages that many times, let alone falling um, off. Excuse me. I'm a part of an acapella group. Hey, Joe, was that, is that room empty? No. Could we use you it? Just give me it. I'm fighting for my job in here. Hey, that's kind of another thing. Joe, was it empty? Joe, answer him. He's, I would answer, but he's talking to you. What's up? Is that room empty? Can we use it? There are people in here. Yeah. We can use it like in about three hours when they get done. Oh, it won't be that long. I've already given him most of the news. Jake, pack up your stuff and get out of here. Okay. Uh, We don't need goofballs like you. Someone needs to take the bullet here, okay? We got to set an example. Someone was smoking reefer in the toy section by the puzzles. We don't need this kind of goofing off. Um, You fit the description with your khakis and your red shirt. And now you're kind of giving me guff, which is a whole different sort of problem. Um, I'm not giving you guff. This entire store is – all of its employees are fucking doofuses. And I'm the – if you were just in here. Uh, Sorry, I just wanted before I forgot, um, boss. I was wondering who I need to talk to about these puzzles. They're they're too hard. Um, I know we don't have any customers complaining, but I I know it's just a matter of time before customers are complaining about these hard puzzles. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. I thought the same thing actually. Um, during these unprecedented times, uh, a lot of these puzzles have put people really into their own heads because they can't complete them. Um, why are we doing them? They should be bought by people. Why is the employee putting together puzzles? I don't know. Why are you getting high like fucking Willie Nelson uh, in the puzzle I'm section? I'm not getting high. <laughs> I could put that puzzle together in eight seconds because I'm sober and I don't fall into holes. Okay? That's Clearly not fair. Somebody else is- That's not fair. You don't have to be high to fall in a hole. <laughs> Joe. Joe. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that room almost empty? It's not almost. I know the puzzle area is like off. I know the puzzle area is like off limits now because of Jake. Yeah, Jake's ruined everything, man. Why? Don't worry about it. We'll- what puzzle area? And what in the fuck do you need this room for, James? <laughs> we cut to Jake returning home to his wife to give her the news that he's been let go from his job. He walks in the door. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, this Christ! <laughs> I, uh, what? Who is the intruder? What in the hell? Uh, intruder! <laughs> it's me. Well, then, who is this man in the hat that I was having sex with? Oh, hey, Jake. Uh, hey, God man. How's it, how, what's up, dude? Oh. Uh, do you got any glue? Do you got any glue that can put glass together that can also be waterproof? 
Yeah, I do actually, but you don't get any of it because you're fucking my <laughs> wife. You should be at work or at least putting together the puzzle in the room I got fired in because that's where I left you. I am beside myself here. Was this one of your tricks, Jake? Why would this be one of my tricks to come home and watch you? <laughs> You're both wearing Yankees hats. How am I supposed to be able to tell the difference? Josh, we're in the... You're not checking out of this early to go get pizza, my man. We just got to the beaches of Normandy. We got to keep storming. But I heard French pizza, they like make it with like the real, like mozzarella. The bread is better That's here. That's probably true. That's probably true. The bread is but better we here. Gotta it's get... famous for bread. We committed to doing this the whole way through. You don't get to check out and go get pizza. I kind of think I do if I want to. Excuse me. Excuse me. Coming through. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Bullets are flying. Bombs by. are missing. In like, pew, pew. Excuse me. Uh, oh, God. I don't speak. Je m'appelle Josh. Uh, <laughs> ba, ba, ba. You uh, American? Okay. Uh, You're American? Mm, je suis Germano. Je suis Germano. Je suis Bavarian. <laughs> Je suis James. <clears throat> James, we're fighting the Americans. You don't get to just like check out and be a maitre d to this guy trying to get a slice of pizza. Okay, we've got we've got to defend the beaches. <laughs> not. Are you English? Not good with a gun. I don't care. Most of us aren't. This is a world war. We've got to do the best we can. Did you know the you two of you can't. Did you know when you shoot them, they like push back on you? The guns? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I did notice that. I don't like that either. It's like if yeah. I shoot, it hurts my shoulder. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it makes you hungry. We see like a big tank rumbling by, uh, landmines are going off, explosions are happening in the sky, uh, people are screaming. Oh, let me ask this cabbie where the, excuse me, excuse me, cabbie. Said, yeah. Bong, 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 bong. Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. My, uh, I didn't ever get, I didn't get your name. Where are you, uh, where are you from? Oh, my name is my name is Cab. Not me. you, but oh. I assumed it was Cabby. What a guess! This guy, uh, the God. guy in the other color uniform. You s what? You're on my side. Don't try to get in this pizza <laughs> date now. You're you want to go play guns, uh, cowboys and Indians, or whatever you want to do out here. The other one, the one I was just talking to. Yeah. Yes, you. Uh, <laughs> Do you do you want to go get lunch? Oh, I'd love to. Let's do it. Um, excuse me. Do you, you know? This? Yeah, France is famous for bread. I did know that. I thought that maybe they're bread and wine, right? Uh, bread and wine. Yeah. 
<laughs> we cut to the American side and we see guys looking through their binoculars. John's making it past the front lines. Uh, oh my God, I think he's getting in one of those tanks. I think we might have a guy on the inside. Everybody Amazing. hold. <laughs> oh, wow. We cut back. Oh, this is interesting technology in here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty advanced. You want to try to drive it? I wouldn't. Really? You let me drive it? <laughs> It's not power steering, so it's a lot easier than it seems. Oh, look at this. Wow, you can even see through the periscope. Oh, that mm-hmm. that particular soldier, uh, he was a real butthole to me during boot camp. Let's uh, see if we can send a scud his way. <laughs> you can, but just to warn you, there's like a big shock after this thing shoots. Oh, it has kickback? Yeah. Yeah. But- all right, I'll just flatten him then. <laughs> Tank goes right towards. He just backs over an entire battalion of American soldiers. Oh, wow, they're like little ants. <laughs> Those guys wouldn't let me uh, get seconds at the mess hall. So, in my in my opinion. <laughs> Those uncultured buffoons maybe didn't deserve to live. Um, which I way to the agree. town square? Yes. Oh, just uh, make a right at the uh, park. Excellent. Do people ever have uh, picnics on this beach, by the way? <laughs> we did before the war. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> it was nice. You know, my family grew up here. They did. I. You know, it's funny to think, because as American, one of our privileges is we don't fight wars on our home turf. We sort of get right. to go wherever else. But, you know, I if I'm going to go overseas... <laughs> But we see a man run up to them with two grenades in his hand, and he and he stops right in front of them. Are you guys American? Um, who's asking? <laughs> uh, me. And I hand you like a Mickey's. <laughs> you threw that through right through the tank hole. <laughs> Enjoy France. <laughs> Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Not quite the what I was expecting uh, <laughs> in in France, but uh, it'll do. It'll do. You know, that's just a that's not that's a pre dinner, just a little palate cleanser. It's nice to pregame a little bit. Uh, open the top and climb in. All right, excuse so- us. <laughs> I, I grab James. I, I take him hostage. Hey, he is our hostage now. We're taking him, and we're going to use him as collateral to in to get information and get some of our prisoners back. Josh, get prisoners back. Well, I don't know. Do we? I mean, I was thinking that we could use him collateral to get some free cheeses, or um, maybe we could. I don't know. Get some uh, steak frites. Look, look, no, steak free. <laughs> look, don't hurt me. I'm willing to talk. I know I Great. grew up here. My family's from here. I know Great. all the best creperies. I know all the best. Oh, gotta get a crepery. We gotta go to a crepery. <laughs> We're not going to a crepery or a croissantery. Oh, We're croissantery. Gonna... I didn't even think of that. <laughs> We're going to take this French tank and take this French prisoner. Look, I'm sorry we're, about I'm, the Mickey's. I know where the wine is. I know where the wine is. No, uh, you're negotiating with the wrong guy. The idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call your friend that. 
Soldiers are brothers. <laughs> Not my friend. He backed over a bunch of us, and the whole the whole boat ride over, he was talking about like, where are we going to eat? Have you guys ever? <laughs> does cheese make you farty? Exactly. I didn't uh, know where all these places are. Not I was trying to start conversation. Everyone else was peeing their pants in fear. I'm just trying to see if cheese makes you farty. Excuse me for trying to. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> Only your American processed wine cheese makes you farty. <laughs> I'm snapping for that. We uh, we cut to back home. Uh, uh, Josh's wife is writing uh, Josh a letter. You've been gone for three months, and I miss you every day. My heart grows fonder and my bosom's bigger. <laughs> I long for the day you return. Please tell me how much you miss me, how much uh, you, our, your love for me has grown stronger and kept you alive during the war. I put it into a little envelope and mail it. And we see it we travel all the way to Josh <laughs> sitting outside a French cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping some coffee. Wee <laughs> wee. Uh, uh. Read this letter. My bosoms grow bigger. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> That's the thing with American women. They don't understand romance like you French women do. They make false promises about adults growing bigger titties. Uh, when really, the most romantic thing of all is to... Uh, have a cigarette in an open relationship. Do you not agree, Rose? <laughs> oh, yes. I agree 100%. Can I have another cigarette, please? Yes, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> a cigarette. <sighs> oh, I love cigarettes. I love cigarettes. I love cigarettes, too. We see bombs dropping overhead. <laughs> Uh, should we go see the Eiffel Tower, or is that too cliche? Oh, it is very cliche, but we must see it. Yes. Wonderful. We cut back, uh, and I get my letter back. <laughs> Let's see what uh, my dearest Josh has to say. Some sweet, loving words to keep me holding on. <clears throat> I'm having sex with a French woman named Rosé. <laughs> Okay, maybe that's just a little role play. Quit Let's writing checks. <laughs> quit, let, quit letting your mouth write checks that your tiny titties can't cash. Okay, well, that's not very nice at all. <laughs> Let's see, there's a couple drawings here of uh, him appearing to open a croissantery. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, this is... A, he said that he farted into the envelope. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the meat part of the podcast where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Joe, you are up. What would you like to talk about? Okay, I want to talk about the time I fixed my own tooth. Cool. Um, I had, yeah. So I guess a little background is I was, it's like a family thing, but a lot of the people in my family are born with like baby teeth and they stay baby teeth. Like they don't get any bigger. 
Uh, so when I was a kid, you have to I had braces. Pause for a second there. Yeah, you just don't lose your baby teeth that you're born with, or are you? No, you, you tiny lose teeth? them, but <laughs> yes, you lose the baby teeth, and then barely bigger teeth come in. Like not even like <laughs> like barely bigger teeth come in. <laughs> so I was lucky enough. Uh, that I was able to have braces and stuff when I was a kid. And then like in, I think middle school, I actually got porcelain veneers in my teeth. Um, and I didn't really understand what porcelain veneers were when I was a kid. I thought they were just like the same thing as like caps or something. What are they? But, um, a mem- they're basically like caps, but they're like, I guess basically they're more expensive from what I've understood. Um, I guess they're supposed to look nicer and last longer, but they're very expensive. Mm. And, uh, but I have a memory of the, uh, the dentist, whenever he was putting the porcelain veneers on, you had to file down your teeth to like have them fit around the tooth. And he, and I didn't feel him filing down the teeth or anything. It, it wasn't painful at all. But right before he put the veneers on, he was like, do you want to see what your teeth look like? Oh and I was like, God. I was like, uh, yeah, sure, sure. And he put a mirror up to my mouth and it no. looked like it was the scariest. It was so scary because it was like your mouth was this little tiny like nubs. <laughs> and I was like, I have that memory still in my head today of like Ugh. just being like, why would he show me that? That was so scary. But then 10 minutes later, I had like the be- best teeth ever. You know what I mean? Like he just put the veneers on and it looked really good. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess that was his justification was like, I'm going to scare you, but then you get like, here, this is like what you look. But um, cut to like maybe a couple years ago, I wasn't taking care of the veneers like you're supposed to. I was just taking care of them like, like teeth, you know, I was, I wasn't really, I don't know. I wasn't taking care of them in the way you probably should have. And they chipped and I had like a really bad chip on my front right tooth. Uh, I chipped it biting my fingernail and I, it was like half the tooth was like gone and it was like, it was bad. And I, I did research online to see like how, how much is this going to cost me? And like a cap is like a few hundred dollars, but like to replace a porcelain veneer is like a thousand something dollars, which I didn't have. So I did some research online and I found like, what the dentist used to fix teeth with like the compound. And like, I found that you could like actually order that on Amazon. It's like this pre dent, uh, like, like composite paste that you mix with like a, like a resin base and you mix it together and you, you kind of like mold the tooth and you, you put it on the area you want to put it on with like a catalyst liquid and i bought it all i bought it all it was only like 50 bucks i was like all right screw it 50 bucks i'll try it if it doesn't work out i'll have to figure something out but i didn't have like the thousand dollars to get this fixed um so i bought it online on amazon and it came in and i followed the instructions and i put it on and i had the craziest looking biggest front right tooth that 
it, it was horrible. It didn't look natural. It was like it was like it was like two teeth on top of each other, and it was like my very front tooth, and um, it hardened. It hardened real fast. So it wasn't even like I could just like scrape it and just try again. It was like, nope, this is like a tooth material right here on your face. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So did you have to make like a? In the key. Did you put the paste on your tooth and then shape it from there, or like do you have to like make a little thing that looks like a tooth and put it on your tooth? Well, because I wasn't replacing a whole tooth, it was almost like I was like patching part of the tooth like drywall so like i didn't form like a full it was a lot like drywall <laughs> so like instead of like forming like a whole tooth i basically just put the two compounds together because they come separate because if they come to, in contact with each other it's just a matter of seconds before they harden to tooth so like i mixed the two together and formed it as best i could and then put the catalyst on it and then just hoped it was okay and in my head, I was thinking if it was a little too big, it'd be better than if it was too small uh, because they came with like this shaping paper that you use oh to kind of shape it. So like I spent the whole next day, I was off of work. So I didn't have to, anyone saw it, which is good. But I spent like a whole day with this shaping paper, which is like really, really, really fine, like sandpaper almost. And I was just like shaping my tooth for like a whole day um oh my god (laughs) yeah it didn't yeah it it didn't hurt it didn't hurt or anything like that I wasn't I wasn't like feeling any pain I was just feeling like a complete idiot in my house just just like just like rubbing my front tooth I mean now now it looks great you know what I mean like now you know it looks great it looks great I I don't regret doing it but at the time I was like this is the worst because it was like I was like a, I had like a like a vampire tooth or something. Like my front tooth was just so it was just crazy looking. It didn't look natural. It wasn't just like oh you just have like a little bit of a crooked tooth. It was like no somebody did that to you purposely. Like for some reason, like the front of my teeth looked I don't know. It was rough. So it worked so out. You you you're rocking. oh it worked out great. You're oh it worked out right great. Now? I. Oh yeah, I even I even patched up another one that was a little chipped. <laughs> that one turned out like a lot better because I learned my lesson. So like, yeah, no, now I uh, I ain't going to the dentist anymore. I'll, I'll just <laughs> patch my own teeth up. That is fucked. I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. <laughs> this this like thing that runs in your family mm-hmm. basically makes you have tiny teeth. Did, has yes. any member of your family just been like, I'm rocking the tiny teeth? Or is it like, is it cosmetic, the issue? Or is it more like... It's all, yeah, it's 100% cosmetic. Like, I have, I think, like, maybe some great aunts and, you know, grandparents. You know, when, you know, braces and stuff weren't as popular and everything. It's, you know, it's not like they had a hard time eating. <laughs> like, they could still function and stuff. Uh, but... It, yeah, it's a hundred percent more like I guess just cosmetic. Yeah, because my dad got caps when he was older. <laughs> so how how many teeth do you have caps on? I have like veneers on like all my top teeth, except for the ones in the very back. You know, so like huh. just like the front the front teeth. Yeah, I would never know. I have one fake Whoa. tooth. But they did like a full root canal 
it's cause I broke it in half, but they, they did a full root canal on it and then put like a implant in, I don't know. Ugh. Uh, but like, do you still have your roots and stuff like that? So like, there's still like a little, yeah. a little, it's root still root like, root. yeah, the, the dentist showed me that when I was a kid. <laughs> so like, I still have like a tiny stub tooth with a root connected. <laughs> Oh boy! How often do they break? Oh boy! I guess you said they. Um. There. Yeah. I think. I had a cap for a minute on this tooth, and it just broke off all the time. I've been really self-conscious about my teeth now, so uh, they haven't been breaking or anything like that. But I don't. I like purposely now because I know that the handiwork that's going on in my mouth is made by me, so it could break at any moment. I purposely avoid like foods that are like kind of crunchy and like you know hard to eat and stuff it's like i don't i don't trust i don't trust that my teeth can hold up to like strong like apples and stuff i would never buy into an apple never (laughs) (laughs) was there any reviews that like comforted you like i mean i felt there were the I was just going to say, like, my PlayStation broke one time, and someone was like, I looked up online, like, oh, you just get a heat gun that you would use on, like, uh, to, like, when you're wiring stuff together, when you're, like, soldering or whatever, and you can, like, use that heat gun on the hard drive of your PlayStation, and it should, like, bring, make it so it all works again. And I did that. I mean, I was in the depths of the PlayStation forums trying to figure this out, and I did, and it worked for, like, three months and then broke again. But, like, that to me was, like, a deep dive on the internet, like, to figure out a problem. Like, who was, who, who did you find on your deep dive? Like, what were the reviews like? Like, what was the website? <laughs> I, once I found the product name, I went on YouTube and looked up to see if anybody else or any, if this, this is, like, a how-to, how to do it. And what I found was one of the scariest videos I've ever seen on YouTube of this guy fixing multiple teeth and then being like, he he talked about how he does it all the time and how like you got to make sure it's dry. So he just did this breathing exercise into the camera of like drying his own teeth with his own breath. And it was like watching like Hannibal Lecter, like doing that, like, barba bean scene and i was like watching this guy and i was just like yeah i can i can do this i was like if that guy can do this with multiple teeth i think i can do this with one tooth yeah yeah i did i found one guy wouldn't that guy saying i do this all the time be a bad sign yeah well at the time uh, i'm telling you guys i was desperate I was desperate. I had like a broken tooth. I, I was like going out on auditions. I wasn't getting, you know what I mean? Like all my headshots, I had like teeth. So like I was going into these auditions with like, with sure. like, with like, with missing a tooth. You know what I mean? I didn't want to tell my agent at the time. So I was just like, no, I'm going to make this work, you know? Yeah. So I was desperate. That's funny. That's yeah. some late stage capitalism stuff right there. <laughs> like having to go on the internet to look up tutorials for how to like fix your own teeth. Uh, to go sell bounty paper towels. or whatever. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Believe me, I'm not making fun of, I mean, I, I'm not fixed my own teeth for it, but I know that, fe- <laughs> I know that feeling of, you know, gussying yourself up so that, 
<laughs> you look good for a commercial audition. Oh, that, I mean, that wasn't, I don't know what it was about that story, but it, I it was like turning my stomach and you weren't graphic. And there were just the idea of home dentistry, I think is really freaking me out. Um, I'm, I can't believe I did not think that story was going to end with a success. I thought you were going to be like, so then I had to go to the dentist and spend two grand or whatever. Uh, oh, I'm afraid of going to the dentist because I know when the dentist opens my mouth and looks at it, they're going to be like, who, who was your last dentist? Okay, uh, James. Um, uh, yes, uh, I can promise you when you get out of here, you're going to be as, as good as new. Uh, I'm going to show you what your prolapsed rectum looks like now. And then when you see it after we put it back inside, uh, you'll be uh, delighted <laughs> by it. And the work we're doing. Dr. Jabor, I really don't need to see that. Are you sure it looks I'm, fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah, I am positive. I can feel it, and it don't feel good. No, I, I can't imagine it feels good. I'm just telling you, it is haunting. It is. It looks like it looks like snuffleupagus is coming out of your butt. Is is what I'm saying? You want to get a look at it before we fix it? Again, no. Uh, I'd rather get this done. Go back to work. <laughs> and just carry okay. on with my day I'll tell you what I'll just snap a couple of Polaroids I'll mail them to you in a couple of weeks Won't tell you when Won't even address it on the thing You'll just get <laughs> an envelope uh, Dr. Jabor You won't see it coming, okay? Yeah, I I'm going to show you now But sometime in the future You're going to get a couple of photos Of your prolapsed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lighting was weird let me get it on okay that's two photos now i'll fix it lickety split okay uh your old uh rectum is back yeah rectum damn near back to normal okay uh so (laughs) it is i was (laughs) it's a joke play on words rectum damn near killed him you'd get it if you saw it but you will Someday I'm going to send you these Polaroids uh, <laughs> so you can get a good look at your butthole. Dr. Javor, uh, you're yeah. the best doctor in Thank Riverside. You. Thank you. <laughs> you. You gave me a heart transplant when I needed it, and it worked out perfectly. I'm uh-huh. alive because of you. Yeah. I don't need you to like show me everything that's going on I look, I know you say that, but I have found that people take their life for granted post-operation and a good way to remind them of how things, uh, how bad things were is a literal physical reminder. So I've taken it upon myself to send people photos of before throughout Riverside County. You're not the only one. I'm not picking on you specifically. I had a guy split his penis right down like hot dog style. Hot hot dog dog style? (laughs) <laughs> hot dog bun style <coughs> took a couple of those photos oh really like, you made a hot dog a, sandwich 
like a bun, like the bun. Uh, yeah, but when you make a hot dog sandwich, you cut it down like the center, and there you go, like a hot dog sandwich. Yeah, I I knew a guy who used to cut a hot dog down the middle and put mashed potatoes in between. That was disgusting. <laughs> I should send him photos, but I won't because he's not my customer. <laughs> but that guy with the split wiener, one Christmas, eight years later, pulled out of his stocking what he thought was a framed photo of probably a kid or a loved one. Old Dr. Jabor. I'm like the I'm like the Santa Claus of we op photos. We cut to we cut to that guy's living room with his uh with his wife. What the fuck is it? (laughs) (laughs) The guy with the uh the penis uh picture in his living room. Honey, please. Uh, we have family coming over. I would really, really like it if you just put that in the study just for one night. Well, how did it get in my stocking? <laughs> how did it get in my stocking? Answer me that. Are you want me to just gloss over this? Are you telling me old St. Nick dropped this polo right down the chimney and I got to look at my filleted penis? Or did you do it? I didn't even know you when this happened. How'd you get the... How did you get my... Hot dog style cock photo. You want me to just put this caper to rest? This is alarming. It's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. This shows you what, you know, what happened to you and and like how much you've grown. I think it's amazing. How did it get in my Christmas stocking? Okay. (laughs) See me tiptoe past the window and I put my finger to my nose like in the, (laughs) the Christmas poem. (laughs) <laughs> we keep following this character as he climbs on different roofs <laughs> drops dropping horrific photos down people's chimneys <laughs> oh it's old saint nick let's <laughs> Jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> now we're in that family's house. Whoa, our stockings are full. Awesome. Let's see what we got. Oh my God. Oh, crap. It's just pictures of my dick that time we got, like, uh, what's it called? Spiraled open. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It it looked like those. Steve O. Yeah. This is horrible for you, Steve O. Yeah, it looked like a, like, slinky dog. But like pull it apart. Oh. Yeah. Again, oh. we see me walk oh past the window, putting my finger to my nose, <laughs> dashing through the snow <laughs> on one horse open sleigh. <laughs> we see him like get in a Toyota Corolla <laughs> with a box full of Polaroids. <laughs> he pulls over. I'm hucking him out the window. <laughs> okay, pull over. <laughs> <laughs> Climbs up a ladder onto another roof. <laughs> There's a husband and wife making love at the by their fire, the bottom of a chimney. A Polaroid comes down the ch- chimney and floats right in front of their faces. This <laughs> uh, might. What is this? You said you didn't have any work done. Oh no, that's. That's the picture of my uh, my penis. 
my penis whenever I, I got it. I when it got in that grading accident, it got graded. Well, I I'm not in the mood. I'm out of the mood. Another photo uh, floats down. It's of her. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, what is this? What is that photo of? It's just one big boob with feet. <laughs> That's it. I'm going up to I'm going <laughs> I'm going to the roof. <laughs> hey, get down here, you pervy. <laughs> falls off the ladder. <laughs> uh, a little card falls out of my thing. Uh, she picks it up. It says the <laughs> Dr. Claus. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is that guy that took the feet off my titties. <laughs> <laughs> Her, her nightgown turns into a doctor's coat. <laughs> She's the, <laughs> the card says you killed the doctor. Uh, this is the doctor clause. <laughs> you now have to deliver the rest. <laughs> what? Photos. <laughs> I have to deliver the rest of these horrific photos to former patients of this doctor on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <sighs> Sweetheart. She grows a big beard. Honey, honey, what is going on? What, what you're turning into a doctor with a big beard? I have got how I have got work to do. This is the one night of the year that I have to go to work. Will you please just for one night? Work yeah. on your attachment issues. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes <laughs> throwing pictures through windows to save time. Ah, just, we're here. just hear, hearing people scream. Ah. Here's an old a picture lands it on this guy's dick. And it cuts it. <laughs> well, let me throw you my card too. <laughs> ah. Good Lord, Joe. <clears throat> Go home. You said you fixed your teeth for this audition. You got one giant tooth. <laughs> it's taking up your entire mouth. Go home. These, what are you talking about? I'm ready, man. I got my lines learned. I, I, I need this opportunity, man. You've got... What did you do? You. It looks like you... <laughs> filled in all the cracks in between your teeth and you just have one large tooth. Yeah, it looks good from far away. It looks good from far away. You can't really tell. I mean, yeah, I agree. Close up, it looks a little weird. But from far away, it just looks like a white, you know, like the whitest mouth you've ever seen. Like, it looks so good, right? It looks insane. It lo uh, <clears throat> It looks like... Somebody slipped a whole piece of raw fish in between your gums. Look, I, I can't have you here for this audition. This is Orbit's uh, You've Got a Dirty Mouth campaign, okay? this We can't have this. You got to go home, go to a dentist, and fix your teeth. 
if I go to the dentist, they're going to take the fish out of my mouth. Do you know how long it took for me to make it look like I have one singular tooth? I mean, I'm not going to a dentist. It's going to take me forever. I just, I just really wanted this opportunity. I just really wanted to. I'm sorry. I said it looked like a fish. Do you actually have a fish in your mouth that you shaped like one tooth? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I got a fish um, at a Kroger's and I spent all night. I put an actor prepares, an actor okay. prepares oh, and I spent all night sorry, I'm molding late. this fish to look like one. Sorry, I'm late. I had, to, I had uh, I got a little woozy in the parking lot. Um, uh, uh, is this the Orbit's Dirty Mouth campaign? This is the yeah, it is okay. Um, what is going on inside your mouth? Well, I I, I read on the, the the casting call that you only wanted us to have one tooth, so I uh, <laughs> I knocked out the rest of my teeth, and now I'm just uh, I've got this. I just got the I've just got what? I I figured you said you. I don't know if I read into it too much, but I heard something about one tooth being ideal for this. So I knocked out the rest of my teeth and um, I'm ready to sell some orbits. So uh, where's yeah, we needed like what we were going to like have a little uh, glimmer on one tooth. So we want it like a one tooth glimmer, not just a single tooth. Well, save yourself some, save yourself some money with uh, in post. Cause I got one tooth. No, I can't. This looks, you're bleeding all over the place, sir. Okay, so get those editors back and have them take care of the blood, but I took care of the tooth. (laughs) You also seem too woozy to read the lines. I can read the lines. Where's my eye line? (laughs) Hi, Josh Simpson willing to shave. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) See my hands? <laughs> your hand, you're holding all your teeth in your hands. You've got to put those down. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, sorry I'm late. Is this where we drop off the envelope? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, this is the audition for the Orbit's gum. <clears throat> yeah, I just it said you needed one tooth, so I pulled out a tooth, put it in an envelope. I'm going to drop it off. Christ. <laughs> What do I, I'm going to shoot a commercial with a single fucking tooth? Look, <laughs> I don't know. I read the thing wrong. Maybe. All right. Look, I have out back with the with the pliers, and I pulled a tooth out, and here it is. Oh my god. Okay, you know these, what? These stage moms are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, I I'm sending you all home. We're not doing orbits. Come back tomorrow. We're going to do Spalding basketball. Okay. How many teeth do you need? I don't need any teeth. Keep your fucking teeth. You don't want any teeth. Oh, no, don't do it. (laughs) Stop it. All your mouths are fucked. I like apple. I'll eat applesauce for the rest of my life. But I'm not even doing an applesauce commercial. You've more. To be fair, I'm only missing one tooth now, so it's not really fun. I don't. Well, no, but it's your front tooth and you've handed me an envelope with a bloody tooth. I don't. It's. We're going to shoot a basketball commercial tomorrow. All you guys got to do is show up and dribble, okay? You got to have two arms and two legs. That should keep you covered, okay? How many teeth? (laughs) We get to the next day. All right. Spalding basketball. Uh, Joe Setti. Yep, I'm here. I uh, I have these arms that are strong and these legs that are strong. 
they're totally mine and I'm ready to play. Why did you say they're totally yours? I just, I know they might be a little stinky. I just got done working out a little bit before I came in. I just don't, you know, they're just mine. They're a hundred percent mine. Okay. Well, you can take off those long sleeve shirt and pants. We need to see you in a tank top and shorts, my friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're fish. They're fish I bought from Kroger's. Okay. I, I my, my legs and arms are weak. So I, I got fish and I put them all over me to make it look buff. And it, I'm sorry. I really need this. Harry, I'm you right. <laughs> the character rolls Great. in. I, we're selling basketballs, are we? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pick me up, dribble me, do whatever you like. <laughs> Where are your arms and legs? I got rid of them because I'm method. <laughs> now. How did you get rid of the last arm? Huh? <laughs> I could, How did you logistically get rid of your last Garage arm? Garage door. An actor doesn't share his secrets. <laughs> now stick an air pump up my ass and let's get let's get to dribbling. Spoiling. No. The official ball of the NBA. <laughs> is this a is this a parcel drop off? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> arms and legs. You said I needed two. Jesus Christ! Whose arms and legs are these? <laughs> Some guy that wanted to be an actor. So so he's not even here. Okay, let's see. You know what? I'm short on time. Uh, I'm gonna pop these arms and legs on this fella. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Uh, roll these fish into a basketball. Uh, <laughs> hey! Okay. Um, you'll be the referee. Here's your whistle. All right. Uh, Where's my eyeline? <laughs> uh, here. Do you see it? Here's your eyeline. Uh, I don't see it. I took out my eyeball. <laughs> Why? <laughs> why would why would you take them out and ask where your eyeline is? Well, I just I, I'm a professional, so I have to ask where my eye where the eyeline is. I had a I booked something for Ray Bands the other day, and I had to uh, take out my eyeballs because they were too distracting. Jesus Christ! You booked it though? Oh yeah. Well, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Um, uh, there's no problem that we've seen here uh, at late stage capitalism headquarters uh, that we don't know how to deal with. All right. Um, so uh, it's not too depressing. It's not uh, uh, there's nothing uh, too horrific. Um uh, too dystopian uh, that we can't find a simple solution to. Um uh, I sold my baby's brain. Say it again. I sold my baby's brain to help build an automaton. You sold your baby's brain. Um, I mean, welcome to the year 2056. I mean, that's what we do. We said baby brains work automatrons. So uh, we can't build houses without um, baby brain automatrons, you know, you know, doing their bidding. Um Okay. Well, this is kind of routine. I, I thought the way you came in here with like all those tears in your eyes, like uh, you'd been through something made me think that like we were going to. I did. I, that baby, that was the smartest baby on the block. She knew how to read at age two. Okay. Okay. 
But now that baby's building our civilization. Uh, it's building our little condo units, uh, a.k.a. bunk bed uh, domiciles, uh, where our working class lives. So, I've, And by working class, I mean other automatrons. So, um, you know what I would... Here, here's a... I know... I. Th- I can get that this is your first time dealing with an empty-headed baby and that that might be uh, hard for you. Um, I saw the automaton on the way in. You saw your... Well, are you sure? You recognize your baby's brain? Or did it, it recognize you? It stopped for a you? second. Yeah, it stopped for a second and looked at me. It said, dad. And it didn't finish and it just kept going. That happens. Um, and to be cl- to be honest with you, a lot of these automatrons have um, abandonment issues. They will try to attach themselves to different people. I mean, I've... It didn't even look human. It just looked like a giant rod. That's what automatrons are. They're rods that uh, basically... But having that say dad to you, that's fucked. They go... Bah. They go... Mah. They go... Dah, dah. I can't walk to work. I can't walk past a construction zone without having to beat these things off with a, uh, my automatron fly swatter. What I'd like to recommend for you is that uh, uh, what we got is a speak and spell, and we can put it into your baby's skull. They make these tiny now. Uh, so when you pull on the back of the baby's head, it'll say um, some words um, that will make you feel like the baby is alive and well um, uh, and developing. Uh, and you Do can I have come, to type in the word before it says it. No, you don't type anything in. They're pre-programmed. Have you ever seen a speak and spell? Uh, you know what I'm talking it about. It might not be what I'm thinking of. It's like the I one thought, where there's like different farm animals, and then you pull the string, and then the arrow lands on a cow, and it goes. Okay. This yeah, one, I know what you're talking about. Just, I thought a speak and spell was the one where you like type in a word and then it says it for you. You know what? You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds better. Yeah, that's a, I've been calling it a speaking spell the whole time. Um, but I myself am a husk of a human being. Um, I am uh, an IBM computer. Uh, Is that your baby over there? Hmm. Is that your baby over there? The one with the it has the, like the metal wires with the little balls that you move on it. If that is my baby, I have no attachment to it, and I could uh, f- pour water on it without uh, flinch- blinking an eye. Ha, 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 ha. I'm just having a laugh. Um, let me ask you, while you're here, um, um, do you have any of your body parts that you could spare? or? Yeah. Any bones? Just, we do need bones. We're we're trying to grind bones down into dust so that we can uh, um, perhaps use those bones as that bone dust as building blocks for other um, more efficient creatures than human beings. Sure. I don't, I don't. None of them are original anymore. They're all made from different paste. Okay. So you've already you're about you've already gotten rid of your bones. Yeah. Okay. Knock knock. <laughs> is this room being used? Yes, it is. Nah. Uh, Okay. Well, what do you need? Nothing. Don't call me that. <laughs> Don't call me that. You'll only be disappointed. It's my break. <laughs> Automatrons don't get breaks. Hold on. <laughs> it goes up to the person, looks them right in the eye, and he whispers, You are a cog. You are a cog. You are a cog. Pokes him in the eye. Okay, that should do it. Ah! Back to work. <laughs> Back to work. 
Excellent. 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 Um, okay. So you don't have bones. Um, uh, not original bones. Not original bones. All right. So that's, you're basically taking up space. Um, how's your brain? Uh, what kind of things do you know? Do you remember stuff? I remember everything with the old ways. Don't say that kind of thing around here. I can't. I just, every time I, every time I rest at night, I think of the old ways, the ways that our people used to be. We see, we see a big rugby player just break into the door (sighs) and run towards James. You have spoken of the old ways. You must come with us. I, I don't do this to me. I just remember lunch breaks. I remember going to Sbarro and getting a slice. Have fun at the Annie DeFranco concert. <laughs> <laughs> I remember minimum wage. Okay, shut it. We don't talk about minimum wage. We don't talk about wage. I remember used cars. We cut to the Annie DeFranco concert. Okay, listen up, uh, you artificial uh, bags of bones. Nobody can afford tickets to concerts anymore, so we need to fill this with artificial fans. So that's your job. When Andy DeFranco comes out and plays Mississippi, we need to hear some oohs and ahs. Uh, uh, Don't have a good time. Uh, Not that you could anymore. We've got some of you. Uh, which are artificial pasties. Uh, we got a couple of babies with no brains and a couple of automatrons uh, showing you to your seat. So this is an artificial concert. It's going to be streamed later uh, for anybody who can afford it, uh, which is about eight people at this point. So uh, we and we're not going to play the actual music. We're just going to, because we can't afford the rights to it. So uh, we're just going to read the song uh, and cue you to cheer. And Any question. Where is my mark? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to be entering the song at some point, uh, if I'm playing the part of Ani, um, uh, do I move the Ani automatron? off of the stage or do I take over for it? In my experience, the automatrons tend to kind of upstage what uh, uh, I am trying to do as an actor. <laughs> Wait, from the Raptors, I see the prophesied one. Millie the Pooch. <laughs> no! Millie! She's, <laughs> with Clementine, she's come to save us. <sighs> G- go. Somebody get that. <laughs> Millie, get. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, pay no attention to that revolutionary dog, uh, guy from Frasier. Uh, we're going to need you to put <laughs> guy from Cheers. Sorry, we're going to need you to put down uh, that French bread pizza, uh, and we just need nothing more from you than to ooh and ah during the Annie DeFranco song. We see Millie take a big bite of a bag of clementines and it shoots the citrus water into the eyes of the guards. (laughs) 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 They all start malfunctioning. (laughs) Millie's done it! 
<laughs> Millie didn't do it. I did it. I was getting the directions. Uh, here, I'll squeeze some clementines into the guard's eyes. <laughs> it fixes the guards back to the way they were. No! <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Meat Improv. Uh, thank you so much, Joe and James, for being on. Uh, that, was a fu- that was a bu- Yeah, thank you, dudes. That was really fun. That was so much Very fun. fun. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Uh, our pleasure. That was a great time. Uh, let's plug stuff. So we'll go around and you can plug whatever you like. Let's start with you, James. What do you want to tell our listeners about? Um, uh, every Tuesday... We're doing, me and Joe are on a team called Cosmo. We do We Improv. You can watch it on Twitch at nine. Cool. At We Improv. That's right. Net or something. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash We Improv. Awesome. Uh, Joe, you got anything else besides that? Uh, you know, um, if, you, if you're hard up for cash and you need somebody to work on your teeth, um, you know, uh, look me up. <laughs> I might be able to help you out. But no, uh, yeah. Uh, Catch us on Cosmo, uh, nine o'clock on Tuesdays. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, thanks again, guys. You got it. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Catch these guys, on uh, twitch.tv slash we improv, um, or follow me at, uh, wake up with Jacob. Uh, I'm occasionally do it doing stuff awesome <laughs> i'm at jar simpson on instagram and twitter uh by the time this is out i should have a video that's up um about Ooh. prop 22 uh, and how you shouldn't vote for it but um so check that out it's probably on twitter instagram or lazy susan is my page on youtube um so that's it the meat is on all the social networks at the meat improv we have a patreon patreon.com slash the meat improv where you can get extra an extra episode every week uh and access to our discord channel and we also got t-shirts at tpublic slash the meat improv i believe um uh, that's it uh thank you so much for listening stay safe out there we'll see you next time on the meat the meat improv oh, thank you. Oh.